Playing by the uncertainties of our modern world, life can seem awfully bleak at times. In our search for purpose, meaning, and certainty, most of us would love to have an inkling of what lies ahead, to have even a glimpse of tomorrow today. In our podcast, Knowing Tomorrow Today, we share from the Bible a wonderful blueprint of hope, which reveals that God wants us to live an abundant life and that he has an amazing future planned for us. All right. Uh, welcome to our, po- our podcast, Knowing Tomorrow Today. Uh, I'm your host, Merrick Brown. Thank you so much for joining us once again. And so the question I want us to ask in this episode and in our next podcast episode is this. What country do you think will be the next global superpower? And why does this information even matter for us today? Well, it matters in a large part because as we continue to live in this world, to some degree, when it comes to our security, our prosperity, our happiness, and our contentment, these things are often tied to the influence exerted by the the most powerful nation in the world, believe it or not. So you may have noticed this pattern in human history, which occurs in just about all human civilizations. And the pattern is this. Great global superpowers like the Roman, Persian, Byzantine, or the British empires arise on the global stage, dominate for a time, and then later they fall or decline. Now, according to one source, the longest ruling empire in human history is generally considered to be the Zhao dynasty in China, which lasted for approximately 790 years. Can you believe that? And so what accounts for this pattern of the rise and fall of great nations or great powers in human history? Well, a lot of it has to do with the economic uh, political, religious interplay or between nations or external factors like wars or famines or even pandemics. Nations, it seems, are all, they're always jostling with each other for dominance, for more power, because they want to be on top of the world. And this power grab seems to be something that is endemic to our greedy human psyche. Now, during the Cold War in the 20th century, I mean, I lived during the latter part of that, uh, tensions were often very high between the United States and the Soviet Union. Uh, Each nation at the time aspired to be the dominant power in world affairs. And the possibility that that a nuclear war could have been triggered at the time was very real. As each of these superpowers, they had thousands of nuclear missiles in their arsenals that were aimed squarely at each other. Of course, by the 1990s, the United States had emerged as the undisputed superpower in the world. So today people are are wondering, what nation will emerge in our world in the coming decades to be the undisputed leader who dominates world affairs? Now, some people are looking to China with its gargantuan economy. Others believe it might be India, who now is the, this country, uh, India, of course, is the most populous nation on the planet, actually surpassed China recently. Others uh, believe that the powerful Silicon Valley technology companies and the powerful artificial intelligence systems that they create will dominate world affairs in the near future. So one of the most amazing things that I've come to discover about the Bible is that it outlines the rise and fall of several of history's great powers with great accuracy. Yes, it does. 
but not only that, in one of the most or one of the many prophecies about the future that the Bible gives, the Bible also reveals that the next global superpower will be one that will last forever. Wow. Right. That sounds awesome. This is what the Bible teaches, and its predictions have always proven to be accurate, always on target, right? This amazing prophecy also reveals that we are presently living in the period of world history when this superpower that will last forever will make its appearance. So then, uh, beginning in this episode, we want to take a, a quick look at one of the most amazing prophecies. I'm, I'm going to tell you, this is one of the most amazing prophecies in the Bible, which is found in the book of Daniel, uh, specifically in Daniel chapter 2 uh, in the Bible. Now, I should say here that uh, the book of Daniel was written by Daniel, who was a Jewish exile who served as a statesman and administrator in ancient Babylon. Uh, this, of course, was during the reigns of Nebuchadnezzar II and a king called Cyrus the Great. Right? He was a Persian king. And so Daniel was born into a prominent Jewish family uh, somewhere around the year 623 BC. Uh, he was a Jewish prince. Amongst the, he was amongst the exiles who were taken from Jerusalem to Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar in the year 16, oh, sorry, 605 BC. Right. Of course, now many of us are very much well acquainted with the exciting accounts of Daniel's deliverance from the lion's den. And when he, he came to the miraculous rescue of his three friends, remember that uh, his friends were Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego from King Nebuchadnezzar's fiery furnace. All right. But of course, Daniel was not only an administrator who served in Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom, but also he was a prophet. And as a prophet, he predicted with remarkable precision the rise and fall of several of history's great empires. Right. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, this guy, I don't know if you guys have heard of him before. His name is Flavius Josephus. Uh, he was a court historian uh, to like three successive Roman emperors. Uh, and he once said that Daniel was one of the greatest of the prophets, for he did not only prophesy future events, as did the other biblical prophets, but he also determined the time. Imagine that the time of their accomplishment. All right. And so the, um, this is just amazing, guys. So even though the book of Daniel was written some 2,500 centuries ago by a Jewish exile living in ancient Babylon, the book of Daniel still today continues to captivate millions around the world because more than anything else, this book provides us with a glimpse of the destiny of humanity. And it, it has inspired not only me, right? But it has inspired millions around the world with hope. And so in Daniel chapter 2, we read that one night King Nebuchadnezzar had such a disturbing dream. He was dreaming these things and he couldn't sleep, right? You find this in Daniel chapter two, verse one. And so he called for his chief advisors, you know, his, you know, his magicians, his enchanters, his sorcerers and astrologers. And he told them, listen, I'm having these dreams and these, these nightmares and I'm not able to sleep. I mean, of course, today, some people still continue to mind dreams for clues as to their, their inner lives or for creative insight or even for insights or hints about the future, right? But today, most of us don't usually think twice about the occasional nightmares that we receive. However, for the Babylonians and ancient peoples, dreams were believed to be omens or prophecies from the gods. 
and in Babylonian society, the people were, you know, in particular, they were they welcomed dreams as messages from their gods. And the people would go as far as to spend all night in a temple <laughs> to receive divine messages. Imagine that, right? So King Nebuchadnezzar, he has this dream. He has forgotten what he has dreamt. And he senses that the dream is very important somehow. And so he asks his advisors to tell him what he had dreamt and also provide him with the, the meaning or interpretation of the dream. Now, that is a very tall order. Imagine someone coming to you and say, hey, listen, I had this dream. I don't remember what I dreamt, right? I need you to tell me what I dreamt and also give the interpretation of my dream no whoa wow right so of course the, the his advisors the, the wise men in nebuchadnezzar's court they were very alarmed right and so they implored the king listen king you need to tell us give us just try to remember what you dreamt and we will give you an interpretation possibly of what you dreamt right and so of course these guys were these wise men they were frauds right like many fortune tellers and astrologers today these ancient babylonian wise men they they were frauds, right? And they, so they needed something to, to work with. But King Nebuchadnezzar was adamant. He said, listen, I'm serious, right? And he tells them that he will destroy them if they could not provide him with what he was asking for, all right? And so the wise men, at least they told the truth here. They said, listen, King, what you're asking for is just humanly impossible, right? Uh, I mean, they're, they're told him that, listen, there's no one on earth, no human on earth that could give you that information, this information that you're asking for. Only the gods would know, they said, all right? And so the king was livid, right? And he gave this order that all the wise men in Babylon were to be exterminated. So as, as, as members of Nebuchadnezzar's advisory council, Daniel and his friends, Tadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were also marked for death, right? And so when the king's guard came to arrest them, Daniel pleaded with him and asked him, listen, uh, I need an audience with the king. And of course, that was granted. And he went before the king and he asked the king for time uh, to figure out what the king had dreamt and also to give him the interpretation of his dream. And of course, the king Nebuchadnezzar granted Daniel that request. And so Daniel hurried off to his friends Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego and said, "Listen, what we most urgently need to do now is to pray and to petition the God of Heaven, right, about the king's dream and its interpretation." And so they prayed. We can imagine they had an all-night prayer meeting. And and Daniel says in the book of Daniel that uh, that very night the mystery concerning Nebuchadnezzar's dream was revealed to him in in a dream. Dream, all right and you find that in daniel chapter 2 verse 19 that's amazing amazing stuff right so later as daniel stands before the king to reveal to him what he had dreamt and also to give him the interpretation nebuchadnezzar king nebuchadnezzar was amazed and he was like in daniel chapter 2 verse 26 is it true can you tell me what my dream was and and what it means Right, and so Daniel confessed to King Nebuchadnezzar that there is no mortal alive who can uncover the mystery of the king's dream, but assured him. And I love this part in Daniel chapter two, verse twenty-seven. I just get goosebumps when I read this. Daniel says, "But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets, and He has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in the future." Amazing, right? And so, what I'm going to share with you next, I want you to pay attention right and of course when you have some time you could grab your bible and read daniel chapter 2 for yourself this amazing prophecy in the bible was written over some 25 centuries ago right very long time ago the prophecy is remarkable because daniel's god 
here predicted the rise and fall of several of history's great kingdoms or empires before many of them actually appeared on the world's stage. Now, this is remarkable. All right. And so I'm going to read here from Daniel chapter 2, verse 29 to 35. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation version of the Bible. And so Daniel says here to the king, while your majesty is, was sleeping, you dreamt about coming events in your vision. Your majesty, you saw standing before you a huge shiny statue of a man, a frightening sight. The head of the statue was made of fine gold. Its chest and arms were silver. Its belly and thighs were bronze and its legs were iron and its feet were a combination of iron and baked clay. As you watch, a rock was cut from a mountain, but not by human hands. It struck the, the iron and clay and smashed them to bits. The whole statue or idol was crushed into small pieces of iron and clay, bronze and silver and gold. And then he says, the wind blew them away without a trace, like chaff on a, on a threshing floor. But the rock that knocked the statue down became a great mountain that covered the whole earth right and so we want to know right like nebuchadnezzar we want to know what kingdoms in world history are represented by the head of the statue that was made of fine gold the chest the chest and arms of silver the belly and thighs of bronze the legs of iron and the feet of iron of, uh, and baked clay right so what i'm going to do here guys i know i'm going to pause here and we'll pick up on this next week and just unpack the meaning of this very very significant and very, very important prophecy and what these symbols or these metals in the image or what kingdoms they represent, right? Now, you can't afford to miss that, right? You have to pick up uh, the, the, the episode next time of this podcast. However, before I leave, I just want you to look at this statement, which still gives me goosebumps every time I read it, right? Uh, and this is what Daniel confessed to Nebuchadnezzar as he came before the king to tell him his dream and to give him the interpretation. Notice that Daniel did not take credit for the insight that he gives the king concerning his dream. In Daniel chapter 2, verse 27, Daniel tells the king, there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets and he has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in the future. Now, that's amazing, right? So here, Daniel tells the king that the only, that only the God of the Bible, the God of heaven, Daniel's God, is able to reveal the future and the destiny of humanity. Wow, that is significant, right? Uh, this is very important here. Now, uh, you may have heard about this uh, famous 20th century British philosopher and Nobel laureate uh, by the name of Bertrand Russell, and he he once said he was he once, he once was asked under what condition mr russell would you believe in god well russell replied this way well if i heard a voice from heaven and he predicted a series of things that came to pass then i'd have to believe that there is some kind of supernatural being that's what he said all right, so folks, for me personally, as you will see next time, of course, and perhaps you are seeing right now, perhaps the most stunning aspect of the book of Daniel is that it confronts us with the profound reality that the God of the Bible, a supernatural, super intelligent being who transcends humanity, God really exists. He really does, right? Um, so as we continue to unpack this prophecy in our next episode, uh, you, will, you will come to see and realize uh, the amazing importance of this prophecy. And, and, and it, it, you know, I, I need to say it, it is the same, it is this same God in uh, the same God of heaven. 
who says to us in the Bible, in the book of Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 to 14, he says to us, and this is one of my absolute favorite promises. I'm going to say this in each episode, guys. I hope you guys, I know you guys will never get tired of this. He says, I know what I've planned for you. I've plans to prosper you, not to harm you. I've plans to give you a future filled with hope. He says, when you call out to me and come to me in prayer, I will hear your prayers. If you seek me with all your heart and soul, I will make myself available to you. This is what the God who gave uh, Nebuchadnezzar the interpretation through his prophet Daniel and, and will give him the meaning of that prophecy as we unpack that next week says to us today. Now that's an amazing promise, right? And so it is my hope today that you will claim that promises that promise, all right, is promises, right? Plural also. That promise as yours, all right? Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I'm Merrick Brown. Until next time, stay blessed and stay well. It's gonna get better. Never stay the same. It's gonna get better.